0: why don't we talk about something happier taxes (laughs) sorry about that Uh, you may have heard that there there there, there's some suggestions we'd return to the flat tax here in Alberta Uh, 10% across the board regardless of what you make and then everybody just pays basically uh, you know the same amount is is we did have that uh, for a while will it Will it come back? And what are the challenges of The opposition opposition says it doesn't really help an awful lot of people. Let's check in with Moshe Lander, who's an economist and is joining us here uh, on 6.30 Ched Mornings from Concordia University. Uh, Good morning. How are you? Good
1: morning. Uh, How are you? merry christmas uh, i'm i'm well uh I'm, I'm happy to hear that you had a negative test as well i hope you continue to be negative
0: yes but i'm trying not to be negative <laughs> you know on an emotional level i'm trying not to it's tough these days uh so yeah let's let's talk about happy stuff like taxes what are you know so what what are the perceived benefits of
1: doing this so why don't we start with that first so Actually, I'm going to even go one step back. Okay. When we're talking about a flat tax in Alberta, we really never had a flat tax, right? Because if you remember, the first $15,000, $20,000 of income was untaxed, and then on everything after that, it was a flat 10%. That's okay. technically not a flat tax system, but uh, you, you know what, what we want to return back to, this idea of after, say, a certain threshold, we pay 10% on everything— The easiest thing is, it's easy, right? I mean, anybody can calculate their taxes at that point then, right? Take your income, subtract 20 grand, take 10% of it, sign a check, hand it over to the government, and we're done. Uh, So it's very clean. And because the tax rate is really low, the theory is at least that everybody within uh, 1,000 kilometers is going to want to move to Alberta, and that's going to bring jobs and new economic activity. And so in a sense, kind of this tax is going to pay for itself, right? Yep. Yep, that's the idea. Does it work? In practice. Well, it didn't. It didn't, right? You know, like don't forget that Alberta, uh, for the better part of the last 50 years, is extremely reliant on oil and gas revenues, right? And the royalties that come from that. And so, you know, it's it's a little bit difficult to kind of disentangle. Was it the flat tax that was really drawing people into the province? Or was it the sky-high oil prices that were driving a huge amount of economic activity and growth and so you, you know right now where the oil price is maybe not as strong as it was 15 years ago uh is a flat tax really going to be the type of thing that motivates a family to move to alberta when maybe the jobs aren't there where they might be in other parts of the province, you make some savings on your taxes, but it doesn't mean anything if your income goes down as well.
0: Yeah, uh, opposition was basically saying almost nobody is going to benefit from this. Like one per, one out of ten people might see some improvement. Do you agree with that assessment, or is that misleading, or is that accurate?
1: Yeah, I I don't think that's entirely accurate. I mean, if you want to return it to 10%, right now 10% is the base rate for those that pay taxes, and it goes up to 15% for those earning above around $300,000 a year. So if you're going to choose a rate of, say, 10%, right, then pretty much everybody is going to see benefit except for those that are still currently paying 10%. They're going to say, well, there's nothing in it for me because that's what I'm paying right now. But there's a huge number of Albertans that are in the high-income category that are going to see a benefit. The issue is they never said that they want to necessarily return to 10%. They said they want to return to a flat Uh, flat tax. tax, And if they return to a flat tax that, say, like 12%, then this could really pose difficulties because those in the 10% bracket would actually see their taxes go up. And this is the classic sort of tax cut for the rich, and it falls on the middle class and the poor. Uh, And and this is the type of political thing that could really be delicate. So uh, it's possible the NDP could be correct in what they're saying, but it really kind of depends on what's the rate that they're going to choose. And uh, you know, how fast are they going to implement it.
0: Well, we pay provincial and federal tax. So it's it sort of what, what the overall impact is. To, does it matter what, what the federal government
1: does? Well, I mean, the federal tax is paid over top of that. And usually the tax rates that most Canadians will find themselves in is an additional 20 to 30 percent. So, you know, the the 10 percent... Uh, is a small proportion of what we pay in taxes anyway so don't get me wrong i don't think anybody's going to refuse a tax cut whether it's at the provincial level the federal level Uh, but the fact is that when you take overall the global amount of taxes that you're paying it's 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 very marginal and so it's possible that this is not going to be the engine that that the alberta government is hoping for to to drive the economy forward but it doesn't hurt necessarily. The issue is how are they going to make up for lost revenues, and that's a, another issue that they've never quite answered.
0: Yeah, well, and and that's something that we I would like to sort of look ahead to, to 2022 and get you to do the old crystal ball thing because the oil and gas industry has certainly improved over this past year. Prices have been up, activity has been uh, up a lot more. We've seen uh, a better bottom line for the provincial government uh, despite all the uh, the uh, the COVID. Uh, difficulties that we've had so things do seem to be improving does that indicate that we might have a better 2022 economically of course this is all dependent on what COVID does
1: yeah so if, if we're allowed the caveat of COVID then it should mean that we have a better 2022 ahead of us the problem is that as we've seen for decades now Alberta is boom and bust and so the problem is that when things get better we take off you know, uh, looking at any changes and we say, all right, things are going fine now. We don't need to worry about it. And when times are tough, uh, which inevitably comes after the boom. uh, Yeah. And and this is when, you know, we we don't want to make the tough decisions or this is when we start getting uh, the idea to start turfing governments and saying, well, this is your fault. Uh, but what comes along with maybe a remedy to fix it is not the remedy that we want to hear. So we're, we're kind of in this impossible position that, yeah, 2022 should be better for Albertans, uh, but that's also then the time that you want to start taking a look at. There are some real structural problems that we have to address in this province. And 2022 then should be the beginning of that discussion of how do we fix those to make sure that we're not having this discussion in five years about what went wrong. Yeah, well,
0: and it is an integrated economy in many ways, so what happens on the federal scene? All- also impacts alberta you know oil and gas obviously is our driver uh and it has been for decades now but it depends sort of what happens on the federal scene too doesn't it
1: uh, you know a, a minority government is probably a good sign for most provinces. Alberta of course uh, will, will benefit as well. It, it means that any sort of controversial legislation or major tweaks probably aren't going to come out of a minority government because they just don't have the support to do it and they don't want to risk triggering an election especially when it's probably just going to uh, you know, return the same thing. We just saw that in fact with this election. So The fact is that Alberta can kind of get on with business as usual, knowing that nothing major is coming down. If you have a majority government of any stripe, it doesn't matter, liberal, liberal, conservative, the fact is that this is when the changes could be coming, right? They have the political backing to make those sorts of campaign promises that they would want to deliver on. And that's when you start to get a little anxious that, well, what's this going to mean for my day-to-day operations and my medium-to-long-term decision-making? The fact is that we can kind of proceed without too much fear of what's coming out of Ottawa. All right. Uh good to know. there there's one thing
0: we can do without too much fear. How about that for heading into twenty twenty two? Exactly. <laughs> there's your there's your positive for the day. Moshe Lande, thank you so much for your time this morning. Anytime.